Hi, this is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to That UFO Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to That UFO Podcast, special bonus edition for all of you out there who support the podcast in any way, shape, or form through a monetary means paying for it basically um this is paywalled but it's us talking crap so it's fine to paywall that um dan welcome hi hi uh yeah it's kind of like a, an ask us anything where this is a whole new that's an way off. to talk about it you know it's not it's not, ask, it's, ask it's not the same anything. as an ama yeah it's no, not an ama this, this an, is a revolution wah. right here <laughs> um so i've got tons of questions to go through dan i've only went over one of them with him so he doesn't know what's coming up either and exactly. actually I genuinely haven't read them really myself either. I just like snipping tooled the. I was in work and I didn't have time when I done this a few weeks ago, so I snipping tooled like the the big chunks of questions and just put it on a word <laughs> document. So may as well, yeah. Um, maybe some live editing goes on here in, in the meantime. <laughs> but Dan, cracking into it. Uh, so I think the first lot are off of YouTube. Um, so hello to all the YouTube folks. Uh, Ross McLeod says, any thoughts on what is driving the bewildering magnitude of the public indifference to the topic? It's as weird as the phenomenon itself. Dan, I usually throw to you first. So I'll take this one first. Um, <laughs> just, just to be different. Just so, different, yeah. Public indifference to the topic. Um, I, I don't think it's much more other than the the mainstream media kind of dictates what people see as is a serious topic and serious conversation. And for all we get lost in our little worlds on social media and, and what's popular, that's still a very small section of society on the UFO side of Twitter or political side of Twitter or NBA or football or whatever it wrestling. You know, God crochet. Crochet? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. La- lacrosse as well. Just well, so lacrosse, yeah. Anything <laughs> like that. Just all the sports. Um, coffee, Starbucks coffee, Twitter, you know. <laughs> it's still a very small section of society. And I think UFOs is exactly the same still that we might look at the Twitter side of things and be like, we're all demanding this. Why isn't it happening? Yeah, well, 99.99% of people aren't seeing everything that's going on. So for me, it's just the lack of mainstream media reporting in a serious way about it and, and keeping on top of it. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. So I won't repeat it. But I, I would add to that just the fact that we've spoken about this a few times before, like some, some of my friends are very much on board with the kind of overall idea of what we're discussing they think there's something out there the debate is whether it's here they're happy to entertain the question and have conversations about it but most of the conversations come down to i'm really busy can you come back to me when you can introduce me to urkel or something like that you know um they they've just got stuff to do they got bills to pay they got kids to look after they got you know do the school run to pay their taxes and then you've got war kicking off on the other side of the planet in multiple places and things like that and it's not to belittle the subject it's just to say that it's kind of it's almost miraculous isn't it that it's becoming mm. so normalized that we complain that it isn't getting more coverage it's <laughs> that's that- a, is that an issue then that it's becoming normalized? Is that maybe taking it the other extreme that it was so fringe, but you can also make it become the norm in a society yeah. where a lot of strange stuff is now the norm? Yeah. You know, given even just one thing, the pandemic going through that, people have came out the other end of that now. And it's, uh, well, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, um, 100%. You see those like TikTok videos, don't you, of people kind of saying, like, the aliens are here, and people just kind of shrugging and going, yeah, okay, it's just another thing. We've had the pandemic. We've like, had... <laughs> like, uh, yeah. scroll onto like and scroll onto that Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and another thing to mention, just when I was at Catalina and I saw Starlink go over, 
and there were a whole bunch of people who reacted to Starlink as if it was aliens. They all mm. pointed and they were like, whoa, what's that? And someone said aliens. And then they went straight back to barbecuing. And it's not that they, you know, hold any malicious intent for the subject or don't want to discuss it. Just they have lives and they don't know what to do with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, so yeah, for me, I think that answers that one, Ross. Uh, public indifference, mainstream media and people generally. I think they need something bigger. I think you would need, I suppose, just to narrow it down, Dan, to a UK point of view. I keep looking up because I'm thinking as I talk. Keep looking up. Yeah, keep looking up. <laughs> yeah, remember that one. Um, keep thinking it would need like a big breaking news, 9pm, BBC news, ITN news, big story and serious follow-up with then the one show picking up a main story on it and all of those types of shows really going for it in a 60 minutes-esque show in the UK. You know, Channel 4 Dispatches in the UK is one of those yeah. kind of big focus pieces, fo focus piece news shows. Um, and for me, something like that, on you know really taking it serious a serious tone no more x-files no more little green men you know what's going on i think could start to change the perception it's yeah. still just dipping the toe in and out of the water just now so yeah absolutely like imagine if something happened like in signs that birthday party video it would mm. be all over the news right if it could be sourced properly and legitimized and a bunch of people were going through that at the same time we, we'd see a complete sea change but stuff like you know the mummies that say you know uh mass one am i saying that right now um came out with the, the hearings they didn't really make a splash in any way except to be made fun of right and there's such a difference between those and the navy videos that came out because of the the reputation behind it and the weight and the the kind of Oh, what am I going to say? Uh, the chain of evidence. That's, a, that's what I was going to say. So yeah, we something big like that would make a big difference. I was going to say as well, while you were talking then, it was about 440 in the video. I think a fly went past you behind and it caused this like weird effect that looked like that missile video, you know, when it dragged. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, it did that, like just, just to the right of you. Um, from your point of view, that stayed right. Um, so yeah, 445, if you saw something weird, it's not an orb, probably a fly. Or, or or it's an orb. Or, or an orb, yeah. <laughs> um, super chat for the orb. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, so uh, Jerry Park says, I love raw speculation regarding the reasons behind why and possibly what the UEP phenomenon is. That's always a good popular topic to hit. Um, I don't know, this probably changes all the time for us, Dan. Um, really quickly on this one, right now, if someone was like new to the topic, Dan, you're into UFOs. What's, what is it? Give me like, a couple of lines. Um, uh, so, I mean, usually this is where I would ask them the question of, do you think it's ET or something else? And you have the conversation about something traveling from far galaxies and planets and things to other possibilities. And that area of other possibilities seems to get people's brains warring. You know, they'll be like, oh, is it AI? Is it robots? Is it, you know, other dimensions? And yeah, pe people love it. People are into sci-fi and they're happy to speculate. Uh, I, I would say that the ET hypothesis is kind of lessened in being the de facto answer to this for me mm -hmm. uh, it seems to be something else but i i yeah it's it's hard to say what and i wouldn't like to say what uh but just just something else i don't think it's as easy as et it doesn't seem to tick all the boxes i think i've said a few times i like going with the you know what if they're not coming from that far away mm. and that usually gets people a little bit on the back foot and what do you mean and i think it opens up the conversation it gives yeah. you the control of the conversation normally at that point without the back and forward ping pong game of you know or table tennis game whatever you're from uh <laughs> of, of what the ufo 
phenomenon is or isn't. So yeah, I, I'm still going with the fact that there's something something some aspect of it is here and has been for a long time i am halfway through book two of secret machines now after a long drive back from glasgow as we record this yesterday um and and yeah again the the greek god stuff i, I was gonna in. ask which bit you were up to just um, out of curiosity I, I think i might have missed a little bit i think i had it on one night and fell asleep because i think i was a few chapters further on but i couldn't bother okay. going back and i was driving on the motorway that like, was the most important stuff you missed right there maybe um <laughs> it, it picked up at the emp stuff or oh, something okay. been knocked out the sky and yes starfish prime yeah and then it went on um a few more chapters after that and the greek gods thing was mentioned again which is how the f- yeah, um spoilers skip 10 seconds how the first book ended we're back yes yep. what a, um yeah. <laughs> so yeah um yeah, I, I'm enjoying that. So it just a lot of stuff that makes me think, yeah, this is... And if you've seen Monsters in California... Monsters... Uh, what the fuck? Sorry. I can swear. Monsters of Monsters in California. What the fuck is it again, Dan? You've got the t-shirt Monsters on. in the city. Monster, monsters of California. Yeah. Monsters are California. <laughs> yeah. Stupid fucking name. Um, so, yeah. I still don't. I still think it was what I thought it was, and then they changed it in the. Uh, paper. I mean, it might be Mandela effect right there, live. It, it was. Yeah. It was in before we said it, and then it changed. Yeah. We skipped universes. Let's move on because uh, we've got a lot of questions. And that's <laughs> ten minutes already. Um, so Eric Green asks, "What is the scariest abduction case you guys have heard of?" Ooh, that's a good question. Um. I'd have to default to the Whitley Strieber one. I know it's a bit original. Yeah. Terry um, Lovelace as well for me. Th- those two, yeah. I would say. Lots in common as well. I mean, t- Whitley Strieber literally goes into the fact that he was raped, you know, yeah. like, and he was, he checked out medically afterwards and a doctor said there were all the signs of, look, like he, he was raped, yeah. um, which is awful. I think I discussed that with him that, and, and he mentioned it's one of the only aspects of society still where you can laugh about that kind of attack yeah because oh because it's something potentially non-human and as a crazy aspect of the conversation let's be fair in many different senses but yeah um so the whitley streber one because it's a very dark element of it i know i know stephen greer would roll his eyes and tut um at it you know <laughs> it was just bijou it's how bijou shows yeah. love that's what he'd say yeah no, they that, didn't. Yeah, that, yeah, that was where the whole anal probe came from, wasn't it? The, the yeah, and, and that's crazy that. now when I see it, like looking at that first episode of South Park and knowing what it's making fun of and having met the person that's been affected by it. I, I, I tend to definitely make, you know, no anal probing jokes, whereas when I was a teenager, that would have been fine. Um, but yeah, now that's uh, just disturbing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, t- Terry Lovelace for me. Uh, to not pick the same one. There's a lot of crossover. There were like monkey men coming into Terry's room. Some of Terry's friends, they want to stay over his house at all. Um, there's a kind of whole, almost like a hybrid nursery thing um, on the UFO ship. And it gets, it just, it gets really scary and worrying that he keeps seeing these characters in everyday life as well. And there seems to be some kind of presence around him that's following him through life. And that's really unnerving to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so strange ones. I don't know anyone else on the comments. Feel free to leave. I forget to say stuff like that, but yeah, um, leave leave your thoughts. Um, next up, Adam says it's CI six WK. Um, so Adam Sixwick, something like that. You'll know who you are. Uh, do you think sleep paralysis? You know, can't move and see large dark beings is linked to the UAP phenomenon. After I seen something change my life a couple of years ago, my partner started having these visits. Weird but true. Um, Dan, sleep paralysis. Suffer with it a lot. 
Um, and like when I was a kid, there were some events that if I described them to someone like Nick West, he'd put it in the sleep paralysis column, but they felt very different. They felt a lot more vivid. You, you know, the, the there's like touch and feel and stuff where there, there isn't when you're under sleep paralysis. Um, if I'd say if your wife's suffering from sleep paralysis, um, usually it comes from things like stress and things like that. And that's, it's a really good way to kind of separate them out to kind of go, you know, is someone being abducted or is it sleep paralysis? Address the root cause. You know, if, if someone isn't sleeping properly, if their brain's going to sleep or sorry, if their body's going to sleep, but their brain isn't, then that kind of suggests that something's going on in their life that maybe they need to a bit of a conversation over, you know, so try and address it and see if it carries on and, and see where it goes from there. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't, assume either way like dan says what it may or may not be it could be a medical condition it might be stress it could be something something else but definitely get it checked because if it's something that can be fixed you know whatever then brilliant go get it go get it done yeah absolutely Um, and quality of sleep can really like mess up your life when you're not getting it you know i i struggle not to have too long a conversation about this but with the sleep paralysis stuff personally and I mean, as in, I've I've had it, but don't know if it's just been a really vivid dream because I, oh, I get that okay. lucid dreaming stuff. Um, but what, what was it like for you? There, there are some. <laughs> we're going to go into it really deeply now. Twenty minutes later, always. It's, whenever it's happened, it's like being awake but not fully awake, sure. and I'll try and shout on my wife, but I can't, and it's almost like in my throat. It's going like you know, yeah. Like, mm, what about your I'm hearing? Not making any noise? Yeah. Um, but you're almost really fighting to move as if yeah. you've been drugged almost, yeah. you know, like maybe like you've been put uh, under anesthetic and you're trying to shout. I don't necessarily think I've had the sensation that other things were there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't say, uh, but yeah, that, that, that aspect seems a very person to person. Like my mum will see an old lady in a orange coat. And that's like a common thing. Absolutely I will, terrifying. I won't see anything. But as soon as I go into that state, like my hearing sounds like I'm underwater, which is how mm. I identify cool yeah, as a sleep yeah, paralysis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it suddenly feels like the quilt is being pulled down off me. And a few times I've kind of felt like I've my ankle that. gets dragged or something. I've and I'm just that. like, oof, there was a bit yeah. of paranormal activity where they did it. And I was like, nope, no, no, don't like that bit. That's too close to home. Yeah, but then there's no ending to it, though, that you just that you then just wake up later and yeah. you're waking up and the quilt's back on you. Yeah. How do you know you've not just had a dream? Exactly. Exactly. And usually the thing to do is to check with the person next to you, right? But if they've been asleep and nine times out of 10, like I've communicated with people that I've slept next to and told them that I have it. And they're just like, no, you didn't say anything for that entire time. You look like you were sleeping soundly to me. And I'm like, no, I was freaking out, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I could, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. Awful. Um, Glenn Wilson says, has anyone seriously looked into the possible locations Ross Coulthard was referring to regarding the building that was constructed around a downed craft? I think the popular opinion seems to be somewhere in South Korea. Yeah, it's at Seoul, is it? Seoul? Yeah, I don't Seoul. know. I think it's Seoul. Yeah. Said. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, there seems to be like a big building that's there that people don't really know what it's used for and so on and so forth. Contrary to what Ross says, I, I think we should just go do, you know, Storm Area 51 events at these places just because no one got hurt everyone had a cool day out you know took sandwiches for the boys. um <laughs> and yeah no one no one inside is going to tell you what's inside just because you go to the gate right just yeah. be cool about it <laughs> yeah 100 percent. um and they might not even know what's inside exactly like, there's there's that whole thing of oh you're housing a ufo like what it's a bank you know yeah we saw it with uh was it yeah jeremy mcgowan got this crate 
don't know what's in it. Here's a gun. Anyone comes near it, shoot them. Don't know what's in it. Yeah. Take any human life overnight. You know, it's and like how often they don't did it? We'll, we'll get asked. They, they follow orders. You know, this is your this is your task. It's not. Oh yeah, what am I doing? No, I'm telling you what to do. That's yeah. it. You do it, and, exactly. and they do it. So, so yeah, I think um, South Korea seems to be the popular one for that, Glenn. Um, what if it's Chernobyl? You know that big dome that they pour over it, and they just keep covering it up. Ah, uh, I hope not. <laughs> um, I watched the Sky documentary on Chernobyl. Um, oh, did you think? And it was the the real one, not the not the Chernobyl series. Yeah, um, yeah. horrific. Like it was like they had crazy, the, isn't it? the guys going out onto the ledge and literally shoveling the stuff. Yeah. Um, and they had no idea what they were doing and what exactly they were handling. And they were told just go out for a few minutes at a time and how sick they then got, how quickly they got sick. And yeah. you're just like, knowing what you know, you're like, oh my God, it's just, it's horrific. And to see like them making, making up hazmat suits was just yeah. crazy. Absolutely and, and crazy. Did, did they include the, the bit that always gets to me, it gives me chills, is that the suits that they wore are just in the basement and they still read like high radiation readings if they bring a Geiger counter near them uh-huh. because they were just so radioactive. They were like, there's, there's nowhere to put these. We I never just watched leave them in the basement. Was, but yeah, that, yeah, I could totally believe that given what they were doing. Just wild like grim isn't it yeah just out there just shoveling stuff into this huge radioactive hole um yeah so uh, next one is from ansiskold and i say that it's going to be swedish because uh ansiskold says i'm curious about dan someone is (laughs) many of us are um where in sweden dan do you come from so I don't. I actually hail from Cardiff, South Wales. Uh, it's a family connection that my surname comes from. Uh, my great, great, great granddad, and it's a royal connection. He he jumped ship and came to South Wales to avoid a royal marriage. So there's there's a little, you know, if there's any reptilian connection with the royals, then I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to turn out to be uh you know a sleeper agent. Dan, what's your take on UFOs in Sweden and the Swedish UFO organization? The UFOs in Sweden, like we've got the, you know, the the rockets famously, uh, kind of just kind of like the Belgian wave, but they were just, you know, described as rockets and how they looked and moved and things like that. I think fascinating. You know, it's a it's a place that has a lot of kind of desolate areas. And if you wanted to come to a planet and avoid people, it would be a really great place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Olaf Rockner, the guy I do the art for Graham's books with, uh, he lives uh, in Sweden up north. And uh, yeah, he, he has a lot of stories about strange things in the sky and things like that. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's as good as place as any, right? And then the Swedish UFO archive is amazing. They, they have this whole repository and they keep just adding more material that people can go in and search. Um, there are transcripts for this podcast on there as well, um, done by AI. So uh, yeah, re- really good resource. I, I recommend everyone kind of go check that out. Uh- Question from here's Johnny. With the talk of this whole reality being a simulation, do you think that the non-human intelligence are a kind of caretaker overseeing the entire operation as to everything running smoothly? Simulation stuff's a weird one because it goes into so many different, you know, what what it could be, you know, yeah. as a, a literal simulation as in, you know, computer-esque thing is being run or as it more of a real life simulation that you know we're here and we've been planted here as an experiment and um where do you sit on that one again dan i forget like you know if it's i mean i find it fascinating i I think this line of conversation brings up the you know simulation is our paradigm we've got computers so we think of simulation if we hadn't seen the matrix would we even think of it in the same way as we do right now you know yeah um before that we we discuss things through you know there are certain tribes that talk about dream time 
that reality is dream time and it's just dreamt up by your mind and that we're all kind of partaking. And then you can kind of go another way where you talk about reality being like a holographic representation of reality just in our brains made by our senses to help us survive and it kind of cuts everything else out. So there's a lot of different ways to interpret it. Uh, but to the point, like, uh, I, I kind of lean to that holographic representation more, I think, in the sense of simulation. So to think of them as caretakers, you know, you, it's the idea of something else being a white blood cell in the universe, I think is a really interesting one. Um, we, we talk about kind of macro scale structures in the universe quite often, like how the universe looks like a brain if you look at it from a certain perspective. Yeah. And that we could just be like tiny little microbes in a giant being, you know, in which case it would make it's sense to have caretakers. End of Men in Black where, you know, the camera yes. goes into the, the Orion's belt around the cat's necklace and it's uh, the galaxies there and it goes in further and it's just a marble you're being played with. And yeah, it exactly. gets a bit weird, doesn't it? Um, yeah. That, that whole side of things. So the, yeah, the just the term simulation, I think is a, it's a good way to talk about a really complex idea. Yeah. Like we all kind of get it. We've seen it in movies. We know computers. We know what a simulation looks like. But, you know, if we start talking dimensions overlapping on each other and the, an upper dimension and a lower dimension and throw in the high frequency is, and is low it probably frequency, it gets... Fairer, fairer to say when people mean that, it's just that the way things are aren't what they seem. Yeah. I, I would more... go with that. Yes. Reality isn't what it seems to be. Uh, this seems to be that our brains generate it yeah <laughs> it's, it's a really lofty conversation isn't yeah it? and i think whatever it might be the the idea of one thing being a caretaker is probably too easy and that multiple things would be part of it i do like the idea though that tom delong's mentioned a few times and he wasn't but i don't think tom delong was the originator of anything to do with ufos it's all stuff that he's other people have brought up in the past and except the theme song that we're obviously all going to sing when the invasion happens just yeah. aliens exist just, you know? yeah absolutely alien sexist um, <laughs> yeah is the way it ran on the hashtag um so the totally lost between i thought oh yeah so but tom mentioning as others have of course that you can create your own reality through manifestation sure. and there are just different things, you know, like various drugs or alcohols or whatever it may be, stresses in life that are there to keep people's brainwaves down, the power of thought, you know, almost like some kind of crude Star Wars force type energy yeah, to sure. manipulate the world, the planet. I um, think he calls it source, right? Like source energy. Yeah. Does that then mean you can will yourself to win the lottery? I don't know because... Is everyone then winning the lottery? I'd be furious if I finally got together the the will to win like a you know a Powerball type lottery, hundred million jackpot, and then you find out half the planet done the same thing <laughs> out of their mind, and you win like fifty pence. You'd be like, ah, oh, that's really disappointing. You, you'd keep be. it to yourself, right? I always think this when people say like, oh, if remote viewing is real, why don't people do that? Is that not then not the point? Because then keeping it to yourself would be an act of selfishness. Sure. And I would think the whole idea behind this is being selfless and being one with everything. So then you're keeping something secret that should be there for the greater good. Then it wouldn't work. Yeah, so true. That's maybe how I look at it. But then that's looking at a very black and white version of what is right and what is wrong. Yeah, sure. You know, it's, it's hard to kind of objectively say. Um, since you just said it, uh, what, how, how does his joke for you? How does Buddha take his ice cream? Oh, uh... <sighs> Go on. He'll have one with everything. I'm going to blame yeah. that on AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would blame is exactly the word I would use as well. Moving on swiftly to Phoenix Totem. Phoenix Totem. I was going to say, or 
Phoenix to Tom, but it's Tim. Phoenix Totem. Um, hi from Melbourne, Australia. It seems there are some major players that are either indicating or predicting there will be more definite, definite disclosure by the end of 2024. What do you guys think? Honestly, don't know. Because even the, the people use like quote-unquote players, the big names, whether you're for them, against them, or whatever, at some point or other have given a date or a time and usually it comes, well, to date, it's came and went with nothing happening of immense, you know, importance. So I, I don't judge people for any of this stuff because it tends to be that they're just passing on that something they may know in the background from a legislative point of view or the powers that be are looking to move things forward a little bit doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I think it's always one that I'm intrigued and I'm more than, I know Dan, you differ on this sometimes with me. I'm more than happy to hear that from folks. And I'm like, yep, cool. I won't judge them for it, that it comes and goes without anything happening because I don't know that in the background they weren't this close, you know, for the people listening on audio, I'm doing the little tiny holding a pee in my fingers. So um, many jokes. I'm not going to make them. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little, little grain of salt. Um, I, I don't judge them for that. I'm more than happy to hear that kind of speculation. But I think when you do put a date on it, it yeah, you leave yourself open to that sort of attack later, don't you? And people just, I'm sure people are aware of that. You see a lot of it on, on social media. So, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. And, and I, I, exactly I, I was going you... to say, Dan, I've heard that by the end of October um, this year, 2023, there'll be some major UFO news. <laughs> I'm putting this out on the 1st of November. <laughs> with that, so. No, there's not. There's definitely not. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, do you say, for example, Ross hears something and he doesn't tell us, as with this, you know, big building that's covering a ufo he, he doesn't tell us where it is he gets a lot of shit for it whereas if he doesn't say that at all and he alludes to being told some things that he's not going to share because he doesn't want to make promises he's going to get a lot of shit for that as well so it's really hard to judge when to share and what to share and whenever someone gives a date I, it's just it's tentative isn't it things move life happens things move around and can i just can i just put the date thing in two different yeah, sure. categories one of them is legislative things on our side mm-hmm. um someone coming forward etc is one thing right if you mean by a date and you hear those predictions of another entity is going to come out and tell us by the end of 2024 i struggle with that more so because i think i've mentioned before dan with you that do they then share our calendar of which there are many versions of a calendar are they putting their clocks back and forward at the same time I struggle even with, you know, okay, so uh, on the 1st of January, uh, the world's going to end. Okay, is that New Zealand time? Is that UK time? Is that <laughs> because the 1st of January is is tomorrow for some people and it's today for others? Or... 100%. So, that yeah, it never makes sense to me, that kind of definitive calendar, because that's our calendar. It makes no sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Our, our time is defined as going around the sun and how long the Earth takes to rotate if something isn't plugged into. And on top of that, we still had a bunch of different ways to measure that time as well. Like we use a base 12 um, system and that comes from a Christine calendar. Before that, we had a different system for doing it. There's no right way to measure time. And thus, you know, when Stephen Greer says, go out and set your intentions and tell the aliens to come up five o'clock on Tuesday, how, how do they know what five o'clock is? How do they know what Tuesday is? How do they know what time that is? You know, and bring a laser because they can't work out exactly. Right <laughs> you have to bring a laser. Yeah, that was just a conversation gonna... I think I had the other day, wasn't it? On yeah, yeah. Shows like, so they need a laser, and that was something where I, was, I try and stay out of arguments or being sarcastic or back and forward online as much as it pains me. Um, 
people are entitled to their opinions, but Stephen Greer made a point about the, the laser being required for them to find your exact location. And I thought some other entity is traveling or channeling or manifesting from some kind of vast distance or other dimension or whatever it may be. They get here and ah, Dan's down there somewhere, but I'm not quite sure exactly. He did, you know, it's, it's surely it's the equivalent of hiring an intergalactic Uber where they've got some kind of location based on the, the summoning you've done of them. They're not going to turn up over the south of France when Dan's in the south of Wales, are they? Like, I, I, I don't get that, that, you know, they can't work out exactly where you are, but if you just wave a laser about, that's just, yeah, you lose me with that. Yeah, and and chances are, you know, Greer probably in that same video was saying, the, the only lasers that work are on my store, and they've got, like, the little Stephen Greer copyright brand on them, and <laughs> you've got to order them from him, you know. I, I'm the same, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's, there's some intriguing ideas around colors of lasers, that when you kind of go to the ultraviolet part of the spectrum, like we we find that hard to produce. But if there was another form of life out there that existed in another kind of frequency of the electromagnetic spectrum, that might look like a much more solid color and a more achievable thing to them. But still, you know, if they're in God mode, why why do they need a spaceship or GPS or anything like that, you know? Dan, I've got so many more questions still to go through here. Should we be really nice and release this as like a half hour for everyone, but then say at this point, if you want to hear the rest of it, um, you have to sign up and that's just because it's bonus material or do we literally just leave it for the people paying for the whole thing? Uh, let's, I, I mean, I don't know. Should, should we do the half hour for everyone and then just... Did yeah. we say anything mean? No, we didn't. That's no. <laughs> no. Um, so there you go. If uh, you're hearing it to this point, folks, then thanks for listening. This is the free stuff. Nothing I do gets paywalled. All the interviews that all go out to everyone, but you know, this is just the kind of fun stuff for people sending in questions. Yeah. Um, so there's some free stuff for you. If you like this kind of stuff and want to hear the rest of it, there's a few AMAs and stuff we've done over the years um, and bits and pieces like that and bonus content. There's some extra interviews with guests where I do like 10, 15 minutes extra with like George Knapp, yeah. Ryan Bledsoe, Jeremy Corbell, people like that. Um, not all the time, but just now and again when they have time. So if you want to sign up, then crack on on any of the platforms and you'll get this. Otherwise, we will carry on Dan, to the next question. And Dan, oh my God, I can't believe who this next question's from. <gasps> that is all for this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. Apple and Spotify do make a huge difference to the algorithm. If you're checking the show out on YouTube, please don't forget to like and leave a comment on here as well. Any sharing you do is very much appreciated on any social media platform. And finally, you can listen to shows ad-free and sponsor-free in their glorious full versions by subscribing for less than the price of a coffee on Apple, Spotify, just search That UFO Podcast Premium, YouTube, you can sign up and be a member, or you can do that through patreon.com. Thank you very much for listening, folks. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Charles Earl.